you said you'd come. Lawrence, hope you're not too late. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello, good evening. Welcome to episode number 36 of the Wulong Talks podcast. This is a very special episode because today we're going to be talking nothing but Star Wars and specifically Star Wars The Last Jedi. Hopefully you've all seen it already. Um, There'll probably be a lot of spoilers in this, so I'm warning you all from now. If you don't like spoilers, go away. If you don't like Star Wars, boy, go away because this one is all about star wars and the last jedi so just a heads up from me to you all right uh as you know i'm joined as always by the the crew that, that make up Wulong talk gang and um the rustling kid is rustling in the background so you know he's here <laughs> rustling um, rustling rustling <laughs> 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 well, first, of course, let's introduce uh, the Big A, the Mad Geek from up north. Big A, say what's up, man? What's going on, peeps? Good to have you back listening to the sweet sounds of Wulong Talks. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And you know Big A's been salivating, like, this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Things might get a little wet on this podcast, mm. folks. <laughs> and, uh, of course, the Ruffling Kid is here, Rich Kid. Rich, say what's up? Howdy. What's up, what's up? Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, man. Well, as said, we might as well jump into it because, boy, there's no time like the, the present and times are wasting. We're so, straight in. Yeah, man. Let's straight in. No two lube. Feet, two Just... feet straight in. Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. No lube, no nothing. Not even going to spit on it. Just going to go straight in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, let's start with. I guess just as we always do with our reviews now, and for those of you listening who listen to a couple of these podcasts, you know, we generally I like to start with just an overall of um, an overview from the guys of, of what they think. Um, so, yeah, without any spoilers, guys, um, Rich, I'll start with you. Um, initial sort of thoughts on, on the movie overall? Um, it, it was an entertaining film. That, that's, that, that's, that, those are my main thoughts. Definitely an entertaining film. Mm-hmm. Um, did some did quite a few things different um some people were making noise about certain things that wish that was shown in it like it if, if you're a fan of like reading star wars books or comic books it wouldn't surprise you the only thing that oh, in fact the only thing that would surprise you is because now you see it in film but you've read about certain things in the book certain things certain things in, in the comics um i i expected a bit more from ryan johnson like i said i'm, I'm a fan of his um, but the mistakes he made in this, I've seen him make in previous films that he hasn't excelled at. Um, so I, I, I was a bit disappointed because I thought we'd kind of got over those hurdles. But obviously, those are things that we'll touch upon you know, later on in the show. But I, I enjoyed it. I, I, and I'm a big Star Wars fan. But, and I enjoyed it. But I had my issues with it. Cool. Fair enough. Alvin, um, how about you, sir? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed it. Um... So I enjoyed it so much. I saw it twice in 24 hours. 
so so yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, there's some things I thought it did better than uh, the Force Awakens. Uh, in some ways, I, I felt like it added more to the whole mythology of Star Wars, and I feel like it moved things forward. And uh, I I like that. I like it. I, I like that. It's not about the past. It's it's about the future. So so yeah, I dug it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, uh, as for me, I guess I kind of uh, fall down somewhere in the middle in the sense that uh, I do like the movie a lot. Um, I think I, I enjoyed my experience with the, the movie, um, but some of the things, that some of the decisions that are made uh, kind of creatively and, and with the story kind of left me a little bit, um, I, I guess... This disappointed is, is maybe a bit harsh, but um, uh, a bit underwhelmed, I suppose, is, is the, the better way for me to explain it. But uh, overall, I, I thought it was an enjoyable addition to um, a franchise that looks like it's going to run and run for years and years. So, um, yeah, it was good for me. But let's get down into it. Um, as usual with, with these listeners, what we like to do is start with the positives up front and then go into the negatives um, later on. So what we'll do is, is what we usually do, lads, we'll kick off with some of the things that, that we like the most. So um, first and foremost, uh, you know, there's one big kind of element uh, about this movie that really kind of stood out from the, the marketing and, and from the way that they were pushing the movie. And that is, of course, the return of Luke Skywalker. Um, how did you feel about Mark Hamill sort of returning to Luke Skywalker? Did you feel he felt uh, comfortable within the role? Um, did it feel natural? Uh, you know, how did you feel he he kind of just appeared on screen without kind of going into detail about what they do with the character at this point, more just kind of him his performance as, as Luke um, and the way that he's interpreted Luke in, in this film? Um, how did you guys feel about that? So we'll start with you, Al. Uh, I think it was completely comfortable in the role. Like for for me, it was like the natural progression of of Luke Skywalker as an old man. It didn't feel weird. It didn't feel like he wasn't ready to do it. Uh, it felt like even though his character's been away for a long time, it felt like there's been development there. He's the same but different. I I, I was like I feel like Mark was kind of underrated, and he's kind of. You know, although he's done like really cool things like voicing the Joker in Batman the Animated Series and that, it's like this is kind of I think made people realize that maybe Hollywood should have given him more more of a chance in the past because he's he's not just Luke Skywalker uh, and he is actually you know what I mean and it's like it was it wasn't like watching an amateur or anything like that or, or watching anyone who couldn't really pull off what they're able to pull off years ago. Um, so so yeah, I was, I was just pleased pleased to have him on screen. Please, from playing the same character, but obviously different, and, and like I said, it's developed a lot. So, so yeah, I was, I was, I was really happy with him. Cool, Rich. How about you, man? Yeah, I was, I was really happy. I, I definitely agree with Alvin. Um, there's a thing of like you know, he he seemed totally comfortable, and and he and he proved that he could act. Um, like I said, I, I've been a fan of Star Wars since you know, since since I've been a kid. I mean, I'm obviously the A New Hope came out before I was alive. Uh, I was live when Empire came out, but I was around when you know Return of the Jedi, and I've been a fan since then. Um, and I remember like getting back into it in like the you know the early nineties, and just trying to find stuff that Mark Hamill was in, and just realizing that that he you know that he he wasn't given a chance to do any form of acting and reading interviews with him, 
Starlog Starlog magazine and you know be, you know and, and him almost you know those those are a few years where to a certain degree and he see interviews with him now like he seemed and by all means he was he was entitled he he was quite bitter because he literally just had this whole ghost of like Luke Skywalker following him everywhere um but in this one yeah like he I think you know he's he finally accepted the role of you know of, of Luke and um and he he just he played it nicely like he, he played he played it really really well and um I I think he, I think he's he fell into the role of Luke Skywalker a lot better than than Han Solo did um, in the Force Awakens. I mean, Han Solo was, was basically just Harrison Ford being a grumpy old man. Whereas, like with this, you know, with you know, with Mark Hamill, it looked like he was channeling the things that we haven't seen before when he's portrayed Luke Skywalker on screen. So yeah, I was I was really I was really happy with him. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'd agree with the both of you. Really, he was um, he looked very comfortable. Uh within the, the the kind of position um that luke kind of finds himself in in this in this particular story and um you know there's a there's a, a, a kind of comfort in familiarity in, in kind of seeing mark hamill um play luke skywalker it, it's hard to put a finger on it unless you're like a really big star wars fan but there's just something very kind of um welcoming about that and 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 um, you know, warming, it's almost like a, a blanket, like somebody coming along and, and putting a blanket over your shoulders, you know, because you're feeling a bit of a chill. Um, it, it's something like that. And he really kind of just embodies that character, but he also takes it to a slightly different place because of, you know, the, the way that the story is written. And, and we'll get into the plot in a bit. But, um, you know, he, he looks perfectly comfortable with doing what, you know, the, the script requires him to do. Um, and you wouldn't really believe that he's been away from the character for so long, uh, based on, you know, how he performs in, in this movie. He really does just slip into it like a like a comfortable pair of slippers. So, yeah, I was really, really impressed with, with kind of what he did from there, you know. Um, how did you guys feel about his sister, Leia Organa, um, and how she was handled in terms of, uh, Carrie Fisher's performance, um, and also how she's kind of used in the story, because we'll I'll use that as a point to go back, and then we can discuss sort of how Luke was used as well. But um, yeah, how did you feel about how um, you know Carrie Fisher was on the screen? Did you feel again? Did you did you feel she was comfortable within the the role that she was asked to play? Um, were you happy with the way that she was kind of used in in the story and and, and things like that? Um, Richie, I guess it's your turn. Yeah, I, I think I think I think that probably out of everybody, out of the original cast, or, or, or you know, if anything, she's you know she is Princess Leia, like you know, you know, maybe I'm getting a, getting a bit nostalgic and you know, seeing the interviews of when they've interviewed her and things like that. But she's she's always been fully aware that that's who she is. So it is only in the later years where the other the other cast members have have embraced. You know, they're like, you know, Harrison Ford is like, okay, I am Han Solo, you know, but for years he was like a just a grumpy old man about it. Like, like we said, Mark Camille, you know, couldn't shake the ghost of Luke Skywalker, so it was something that he never really wanted to talk about. Um, <clears throat> whereas that with, with um, Carrie Fisher, she was always fully aware that she was, you know, that she was a Princess Leia or she was, you know, the ex girlfriend of Jake or Elwood Blues from the Blue Brothers. Like, she, she, you know, she, she is what she, you know, she, she was aware of what she was. And, um, and I like what they did with her. Um, 
I'm just a bit upset that we may not get. Well, no, we're not gonna get any more of her. Um, I mean, if you're if you're like a star, if you're Star Wars fans, you know that it's been it has been alluded to that Princess Leia was actually meant to be the original chosen one, and that she might be more powerful than Luke in the Force. So that's something that I was you know, looking forward to, you know, to seeing. But um, but the role that she played as as the general um, in giving orders and being the backbone behind the behind the Rebel Alliance. Um, so you know, if any, you've seen her progress from this young princess into this person who's literally just leading people. Um, I, I, re I really enjoyed her in, in her role as well, man. Yeah, but I'm really, really impressed. Upset that she's not going to be in the next one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Rest in peace, man. Um, Alf, same to you, man. Yeah, I mean, as soon as she appeared on screen, I kind of got a bit like a bit stupid fanboy emotional just because it's like, like Rich was saying, there's like, there's going to be no more of obviously you're going to have to write her out in some way um, in, in like the next one or whatever. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I know she had a bit of a, not a difficult time, but um, kind of like a harder time getting into it on uh, on The Force Awakens. Like they had to kind of like reshoot some things and then she became like more comfortable than that. But yeah, Princess Leia or General Leia Organa, whatever you want to call her. Um, she's always been a very kind of commanding character and just to see her kind of in, have the leadership of the resistance and like everyone kind of like look up to her for guidance and stuff hmm. it, it's kind of like um mirror of kind of re really luke be being like a new obi-wan i suppose it, it's just just seeing that like taken further and and just really kind of percent because she's always been calling the shots since day one you know what I mean? So it's totally in, keep, in keeping with the character. And it's again, it's that progression without seeing the 30 years in between, um, which is which is always great. But yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to miss her. Um, and yeah, I kind of... I, I didn't particularly like that they signed sidelined her a bit. They did an Optimus Prime for her pretty much to kind of write her out for most of it. And then obviously, um, you know, have a kind of appear more towards the end than that. But... I, I still like the character and mm. uh, I will miss the character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, you know, it, it, you, I think you can't help but feel, um, I guess, not just sadness, but regret, really, that, like Richard touched upon that, um, you know, uh, well, both of you have touched upon that we won't really see any more of uh, Carrie Fisher in, in the role of. Uh, Leia Organa anymore because it's you know it, it, it's it's just sad I guess <laughs> you know is the only way I can put it really um, it's really sad because she does feel um, like such a, a a confident character you know I, I think you hit the head nail on the head perfectly Rich you know she's she was always the only one out of the the three who kind of fully sort of embraced um her role as princess leia and and was like yeah this is me you know leia is me and i am her and um you know because of that she there was always at ease about uh, how she kind of carried herself and um it, it she just it seems perfect as as the the person to kind of lead this franchise really especially going into the the next episode so as I said it's it's kind of tragic that you know that's that's not going to happen now um, but we'll get to the future, I guess. So we'll we'll talk to the towards the future and stuff a little bit later. But um, we've touched a little bit on how sort of her character was used. But as I said, going back to Luke Skywalker, 
Um, the two of them, you know, he, he and his sister are used um, kind of as, as like yin and yang almost in, in this movie, I felt, um, in terms of the way that uh, they conduct themselves in the specific paths that they're on. Um, and yeah, you're right, Alf, they did like kind of Optimus Primer in this movie, which was one of the things that did uh, kind of annoy me a little bit. But yeah, we'll get to the negatives anyway. Um, but going back to Luke, I mean, how did you feel uh, about the way that Luke was used um, as a kind of very reluctant sort of mentor to Ray? Um, and then, uh, you know, his, his, I guess, progression, you would say, to a point where he kind of finds finally kind of finds a a role and and accepts that he has a responsibility to do more than he's been doing um you know up to that point in the story um how did you feel about that was that kind of a satisfying sort of arc um for for him uh, or did you think there was more they could have done with it um and yeah alvin you can go first i guess yeah i, I liked it because from, from from the very first moment they subverted the whole thing it's like I saw Force Awakens be, well just before seeing uh, the Last Jedi because it was a, a double bill, mm. and and yeah man, I, showing that last shot of Ray handing him trying to hand him the lightsaber and that, and then actually you know watching the beginning sequence with the bombings and then getting back into that moment, him toss the lightsaber over his shoulder, not giving a shit. I was just like, they're going for something completely different here, and I really liked that he was uh, kind of a, a, a reluctant and that the reason why he was so reluctant is because he he failed miserably and accidentally kind of started off something that uh well that kind of pretty much turned into the first order and kind of turned his uh his nephew to uh more to the dark side uh and his failure as a master is is what turned him into a cranky old man and uh, i really like that and i like that fact that he didn't particularly want to train ray at first uh, instead of obviously the dreams that I've had of the film, like during the two years waiting for it, was him just being happy to train her and then him being, a, you know, her convincing him to, you know, join the resistance and whatnot and blah, blah. But what they went for completely made sense. And I think it was totally the right thing to go for because uh, Star Wars isn't always, always be like happy, clappy, fun time, fantasy adventure. Sometimes it's, it's got to be a downer a little bit. And, and I think kind of like, Dana Luke Skywalker was quite an interesting figure, especially when we find out exactly as to why he is that way and why he's just not fucking asked. Mm. Yeah, um, Rich, uh, Hobo, Dana Luke, <laughs> Prozac Luke. Um, how did you feel about that? I mean, were you did, did that kind of conflict a little bit with you know your memories of of Luke as a character and the way that he's presented previously, and and did it jar or did you feel like it? it made sense to to portray him in the way they did in this movie um uh, okay it's weird because i wouldn't say it makes sense to portray him in the way that he appears in episode eight <clears throat> it works for the plot of the film which is cool which is fine because uh, obviously it helps to propel the story and, and so forth and it does and it did take the character in a, in a completely different direction um which was handled very, very well um, by Ryan Johnson directing Mark Hamill, who, like I said, like we just said, you know, not too long ago, did a good performance. It, it did feel a bit out of character for Luke, for me, though, just for the simple fact that 
I understand that he's failed, you know, quote unquote, miserably at, you know, doing one thing, but it didn't seem in character for somebody to, of Luke to fail once and then just to, to give up, for, you know, for, you know, you know, just like that. Like we said, there's, there's 30 in, in between the, um, the term of Jedi, there's, there's 30 years. So there's at least, how old is, how old, how old is Kylo Ren meant to be? What, in his 20s? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, so it's meant to be in his 20s. So there's at least a good, let's say, maybe 10 to 15 years where there must have been some form of good going. So I mean, like, so it, so it almost felt like it was just that one thing that just kind of pushed him over the edge. And I thought that it felt a bit out of character for Luke to just give up straight away. Hmm. Like you, you've seen, you've seen the type of life that he's led. So, you know, you know, not being allowed to do this by, by his aunt and his uncle, seeing them being killed. Then having a father figure in Obi Wan, you know, get killed, but then you know, understand that he's part of the Force. Then Yoda, and then Darth Vader, like he's going to rescue like Han against Jabba the Hutt, and then fighting the Emperor. Like you've seen him overcome all of these obstacles. Mm. So I did find it a bit weird that the first failure that he that he gets, and that's what makes him go the complete opposite way because he's had his faith failures before. Mm. His faith failures, you know. And losing one of his family members or failing trials and tests or you know having to you know contribute to his own father's death so it, it just felt a bit like uh you know has he given up too easily and that's sort of, like i said but that's only because i don't know what's happened in between the 30 years and whatever but the last time i saw young face luke he was smiling listening to like hip-hop beats on the ewoks on, <laughs> on, on, on endor <laughs> So it so it works for the film. Um, I don't think it stays within character of of the Luke Skywalker that I know. And so that that when I take a seat back, it it does draw me a bit. Right. Yeah. 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 That's fair enough, man. I think that's um, certainly understandable. But we won't get too far down the road of, of the negatives just yet, because I still want to kind of cover some ground with the positives uh, of the movie do as well. Um, Alvin, are you still there? Because I just think we may have lost Alvin for a second there. He's, he's upset because I was talking smack about stuff. <laughs> 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 well, listeners, we'll try and get uh, the man geek back. Um, but in the meantime, uh, Rich, I guess we may as well carry on. So um, what were your kind of like big takeaways, your big positives, I guess, from um, the movie now that we've kind of covered the main two characters? Um, you know, what were the kind of the, the things that, that stood out for you in terms of um the movie as a whole you know um you can go into specific scenes if you want and things like that but yeah just basically you know what was the, the stuff that really stood out to you um the, the space battles it, it was like they were quite epic uh, I, I have i have to I have to say um i mean even even the opening scene where you see like the bombers is that on that uh no he's not sorry i was saying uh, would you say it was more mm-hmm. than usual okay so it was so you cut it out there sorry oh right sorry i was just saying do you think um the space battles were more epic than than usual for the franchise well, well, well basically m- more epic um and updated and somewhat more true to life mm. than what we're used to in star wars um like to, as in like compared to like the original the, the original um well the prequels and the original where it was it was treated more like um you know the 1940s, you know, World War Two, where they jump in a plane, you know, or a Spitfire, and then he just goes to the cockpit. Ah, I can't take it, and it blows up. 
which is what George Lucas originally based those scenes on anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one seems to have got taken quite a lot of grittiness from the, you know, f- you know, from, from how Rogue One kind of dealt with violence, mm. which is, uh, w- w- which I, which I definitely, definitely appreciated more because it, it makes everything, it raises the stakes for everything. So the space battles, yeah, like re- I really, really enjoyed them. Um, I think, I think, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the film as a whole. It was like just, I mean, so that opening scene with Luke just throwing a lightsaber over his shoulder, like that, 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 that got a standing ovation from where I was watching it. You know, if people don't know, um, I actually saw the the Last Jedi on Tuesday, um, and I saw it um, in the Royal Albert Hall with uh, with quite a few famous people. But that's just me, just you know, just dropping names. Yeah, all right, all right, don't rub it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you might as well tell everybody who you were sitting next to as well. Oh yeah, so oh, well, I was sitting next to my cousin, who, who's a uh, who's a model. But um, as far as I'm concerned, she's just my cousin. Who? <laughs> Sorry, give me two seconds. Y- yes, Luca. I got a problem. You got a problem. Got a you press the button. Yeah. Okay, give me a second. I'm really sure. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> It makes me sound like some bad dad, like, like <laughs> exposed. Yeah. The, the whole world is hearing how cruel you are, Richard. Really? <laughs> Sorry, Alf, we were just talking about um, while you were gone, uh, the positives overall, I guess. So, Richard was kind of talking about like the epicness of space battles and, and things like that. Um, so, for you, what, what were kind of like your overall positives, I guess, um, if you had to kind of make a column a and a column b and column a is all the positive stuff um you know what what would you put in in there oh that's a good question well there's so much kind of for me there's so much like i know some people didn't enjoy the humor i i enjoyed quite a bit of the humor especially those like fish nuns and stuff like that i actually thought pogs were all right like i thought they're gonna freaking rinse them and they're gonna be like the new ewoks or whatever but they actually used them sparingly, which was pretty good. I liked all the CGI and that. And I just kind of like the main story with like the ship and going to crate and all that kind of stuff. I thought was cool. The whole bomber sequence was fucking a, a great fucking way to start off the movie and that because there's actually a kind of something that happens in there that's really a theme that runs throughout the entire movie. And, and yeah, so I think most of the thematic kind of stuff, which I'm guessing we're going to get into later, is... Um, that 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 was like the most positive stuff for me because even if kind of like a film is i didn't think it was that bad of a i didn't think it was a bad movie at all actually but even if it was at least i've had had those themes to take away because i think a lot of the themes in there are actually quite quite big ideas and i don't know if people miss them or not because there's people who hate it who um mm. who seem to kind of have missed that whole thing but um for me there's definitely more positives than there were negatives um, to the point where I, I, the, the negatives don't really mean anything to me. It's mm-hmm. like, but yeah, that's that's pretty much how I felt about it. And also the choreography as well, I thought was pretty fucking good as well. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that always. I'm always going to enjoy a lightsaber fight, regardless as to kind of whether it's prequel style or the like current style that they go for. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that really stood out for me um, as a big positive was the uh, cinematography. Um, the way that the film is actually shot, it, it feels kind of different. And I guess this is mm. where, I mean, we'll we'll get into the whole 
we hate Star Wars and we hate like, what Disney have done with Star Wars and blah, blah, blah. We'll have all of that, listeners, don't worry. But, um, you know, I guess maybe this is what might have jarred some people is it does feel very different. But but this is kind of what I like about what they've done so far with the Star Wars properties that, that um, Disney have released is it doesn't feel to me as if they're all the same. Um, some people have kind of made that lazy sort of, nah, it's all the same, da, 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 because of, you know, the familiarity of the characters in the world. But mm. if you're kind of paying attention, you know, each movie that's come out is radically different in terms of the way it looks. And it actually feels like um, each director has been able to kind of put their own stamp on the movie. Now, you know, um realistically that may not necessarily be the case i mean certainly with with some of you know the the stories we've heard flowing around some of, of the movies that have come out so far and and forthcoming movies it you know there's obviously a lot that's going on behind the scenes um but certainly from a visual point of view um you know i've really enjoyed it i mean like like you said that opening battle scene um Alv, was the way it's filmed is just spectacular like absolutely spectacular um, there's some shots in there that are just amazing, and especially with um, Luke on the island as well. Um, you know, where Ray and Luke are, are on this island, um, they really make good use of, of kind of sort of the natural um, habitat where that was filmed, and um, the colours really just kind of pop. Um, especially in in the final kind of big battle scene on on Crate as well. Um, you know, with with the sort of salt um, with, with the red underneath it. Um, it, it just it really, really is vivid, and as said, the colours really kind of pop out at you, um, and the camera kind of catches everything like really beautifully well. Um, so it's it's one of the you know the, the best looking movies I've I've seen this year for sure. It's um, it's fantastic, and they did a brilliant job with it. Um, mm. you, you were talking about sorry, Karen, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. No, you said you, you were talking about like you know like the the use of like um the just just the cinematography and you mentioned like the, the island that luke was on it, mm. it was it was beautiful in such a sense that it was filmed that i was half expecting fucking david attenborough <laughs> to do like a voiceover yeah, 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 seriously yeah. like you know like there were certain shots and yeah, i was like yeah that's just that's just that's just stunning mm. um and like you said then the same thing with like crates like it was yeah like yeah, he yeah johnson definitely took a different approach as to how he wanted everything you know to be shown mm. and and it is weird because when you do look at like, let's say, if you look at like a New Hope, remember everybody seems to forget that as much as it's like um, you know, like like a, a Hollywood sci-fi sci-fi movie, a lot of the influences that Lucas took, um, and as to how he wanted to to film it, it was from you know it was from foreign cinema, but it was it was from world cinema, you know. So like how we did like the long shots and you know how we filmed the desert and stuff like that. Almost, I mean, obviously, it's not as as grand as what we're as what we've got later on because just because of technology wise mm. um but yeah but it's definitely something which people seem to forget when you watch some of the star wars films because you know it's it's a sci-fi film and it's seen as like a kid and not serious and stuff like that but johnson's definitely definitely pushed the boundaries um with, with this one is how he you know how he was just putting things in the scene it was not really really good i definitely agree with you on that one mm. Yeah, so I found that like really, really impressive. I I really loved the sort of the cinematography, and I said the way everything kind of looked and the colours kind of um, popped, you know. 
Um, and the production production design, I mean, that kind of almost goes without saying in a Star Wars film. I mean, the day you watch a Star Wars movie and the production design is is bleh, is is when you've really got a bad Star Wars film. And yeah, episode two, I'm looking at you, but um, yeah, it, it, you know, it, the production design is just so unique in terms of the the way that the the vehicles are crafted, the way they look on the screen. Um, you know the way the costumes are designed as well um some of the costumes are, are fantastic like um leia's coat that she wears on crate with the kind of half collar around her face like i want that coat <laughs> i want that coat i will buy that coat if they make that coat a men's coat i'll buy it because <laughs> there is in fact i'll buy a women's version if i can fit into it because that coat's bad <laughs> like i don't know who designed it but that's a dope coat um, but yeah, you know, the costume design and everything is, is really cool as well. Um, and the attention to detail is, is, is another thing that impressed me. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but, um, you know, when, when sort of Finn is introduced to, into the movie or reintroduced into the movie and he, he puts back on, um, the clothes that he had at the end of, of the force awakens. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but on the back of his jacket, they've actually stitched his jacket yeah. together. I know it's that. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. Like stuff like that. It, I, listeners, I know that's like super nerdy, but like <laughs> stuff like that I really love because it, it shows that they're paying attention to what they're doing. Um, so that kind of thing, you know, was just was a big tick in my, my box. And it and it helps because it, it services the world and it makes it feel like it's a a real place, you know. Um it, it helps to, to kind of ground you in, in that world as as an audience member. So yeah, definitely is, is, is a general kind of um, thing that I like. The attention to detail definitely kind of stands out for me as well. All right. Um, how did you guys feel about sort of the, I guess, newer characters, but I, I suppose we should call them the returning characters now. Um, how did you feel about Ray and Finn um, in this movie and kind of how they were handled and, and the journeys that the two of them go on together? Um, I guess not together because, you know, spoiler alert, but they're not together that much in the movie. Um, so first of all, I mean, did that bother you in a sense that um, Ray and Finn are not kind of kept together much in, in this movie and that they're kind of very much going on, on their own separate paths? Um, or did you think that was just a natural progression of, of, of where the story was going? Um, Rich, you want to jump on that one? Um, did it bother me? Or... <sighs> Uh, it, it bothered me because it kind of, to me, it affected the the relationship that we're meant to be invested in, in these two. Um, you know what? Yeah, let, let me not let me not even start on that. You guys can go next, and then, and then I'll jump in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, well, Alvin. Yeah, I guess same yeah. question to you, bro. Um, uh, it it didn't bother me in the slightest just because it, <laughs> so you, you can't do the same thing again. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we could have those characters kind of like be together and experience whatever. But I, I think it was better for them to, to go their own ways, do their own things. And then kind of, well, they pretty much come back together in the end. But I, I thought it, it was kind of better to separate them off, have them do different shit. I don't want to see... Any from new Star Wars, I, I don't want to see the same shit that I saw in the last film. I always want to see you take it to a different place and do different things. And I just think to have them together again would have just been like, I think that would have been more boring for me. 
Um, and just the fact that each of the three mains, because really it's really, well, say three main characters, but out of the resistance fighters, there's three main ones being Poe, uh, Finn and, and Ray, um, having them kind of separate off into their own kind of like little arcs. I thought it was, it was a better way to kind of like get more of an idea of them, develop them more because, because they had their own time to shine pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I quite liked, um, I quite liked that they were kind of going in this their, their own separate ways, and I suppose I expected that as well from from this movie. Like I, I didn't expect them to spend too much time together because of kind of I guess where the Force Awakens ended and um, the kind of journeys that that, that they were going to go on as as characters in this movie. I kind of expected them not to have to to spend too much time together. So. Um, for me, it wasn't like a, a kind of a, a big surprise to find that they weren't on that journey together. Um, Poe, I, I liked the way Poe was used in this movie a lot. Um, I really did like his, his. Um, you kind of saw him learning, you know, about what it takes to, to kind of be a leader really and, and kind of growing into that role and, and the responsibilities that come along with it as well. And the fact that, um, you know, he had, two quite powerful female characters to learn that from was was um, a nice touch. And I think that that was something that maybe flew over some people's heads, but um, but that's because it was, you know, it was handled not in a heavy handed way, but in a very kind of natural um, sort of way. But I liked um, Poe's kind of journey in this film as well. I, I felt like he became a much more rounded character. In The Force Awakens, if I had a, a, a gripe with that, it was maybe he was a little bit too kind of, and solo light and, and not really um you know they didn't it didn't feel like there was much else kind of going on there but in this movie it felt like he he had a lot more to to do i guess and and it felt like there was more meat on the bones of his character um so i kind of liked uh, what they did with, with that as well um rich i'm not going to let you come back to your point because i know this is part of your negative so hold mm-hmm. your fire on, yeah that's cool man that's cool go over whatever other positives there are and then when we get to the negatives you can start from from there yeah mm, yeah sure um Right. Uh, any other positives? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, um, I think we've kind of covered sort of the, the main things there. Um, yeah, the action set pieces and stuff we kind of covered. I mean, I think we all agreed that they were pretty exciting. Um, I found them pretty exciting. I did, you know, there was no point that I felt bored. Um, and, you know, it's just amazing the way that kind of, it's, it's hard to explain it, but there's a certain magic that kind of Star Wars movies have um, that almost no other franchise I can think of kind of consistently has um, in terms of the way that you see an action sequence or you see, you know, a big space battle or a dogfight or a lightsaber battle or anything like that. And it, it never ceases to kind of leave you feeling like, wow, I've never seen this before, even though they use like certain tropes again and again and, and things like that it's it always feels fresh and that to me is always kind of a, a a a pretty good sign that you're in for an entertaining movie when it can take something that you know you've seen a thousand times before but still make it feel like it's different um and i really really enjoyed the the action scenes in this film um i said that the battle of crate was a big standout for me at, at the end. I loved the way that was um, kind of choreographed. Um, I loved the kind of character interactions in it. 
Um, and I love the way kind of it, it climaxes as well, um, even though I can understand why some people might feel a little bit shortchanged by it. But again, we'll, we'll get to that um, when we start talking about the negatives. But I personally kind of love that. Um, was there anything else you, you guys wanted to talk about from a positive front that, that you like that we haven't really gone over yet? Hey, no, I, I agree with you on Poe. I haven't mentioned his name yet. Mm. So yes, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Like he was, uh, he was, he was utilised and uh, much, much more. And um, I, I felt he had, I think he actually, I felt he had probably like, if not the first in the second strongest arc mm. throughout, throughout the whole of this film. He was like, it, it, was, it was actually handled really, really well for someone who generally had literally next to nothing to do in the last film. I think in the last film, he was in it what, at the beginning mm-hmm. and at the end, and that was it. And so there was, so he could have, I, you know, I always have that rule of that, you know, if somebody can be replaced um, in, in the next film, then, you know, then, then there's nothing like if somebody, if somebody had replaced Oscar Isaac in, you know, in the, in the last Jedi, it wouldn't, it would not have bothered me. Hmm. But now I can see that he's, I've seen that character development and he's, and he's owned that character. Um, and that was done to a very, very strong character, you know, um, uh, character development. I, I, I was really, really happy with him. I was actually happy with him every time he appeared on screen, whether he was being an ass or, you know, or just being that, you know, the whole maverick from Top Gun. Or whether he was, you know, trying to, you know, do the whole like insubordination thing on on the ship. Mm. So yeah, so that that was one of the big positives that I had of the film. Cool, cool. Um, oh yeah, one last positive as as well before we move on. BB-8. <laughs> 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 I love BB-8, man. I I never thought I would. Um, I thought I'd be an R two D two man till I die. But um, BB-8, I'm I'm loving BB-8, man. He's he's the best. It's the best like just i love kind of the the way that they've used um bb8 in this movie in the sense that he's I, I mean i don't know correct me if i'm wrong about this guys um but it feels almost like he's a bit more uh used in in a more comic relief way than r2d2 was in, in the original trilogy i don't know if you you uh, yeah i think you're right uh but obviously george tried to kind of use r2 for comedy in uh in the prequels which yes was yes. mostly missed and hit you know yeah. what i mean but but no yeah I, I, yeah i'd say i'd say you're pretty much right on that yeah 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 yeah, I think he was kind of used in um, that he, I don't know what the hell it is, it's a droid, but um, yeah, you know, BB-8 was used in, in that kind of way, but um, but yeah, it was awesome, like, it didn't wind me up, and I'm with you as well, Alvin, I thought the Porks were going to drive me nuts, mm. uh, I really thought that, that they were going to be the new Ewoks, and um, actually, you know, they, they used quite well, I mean, Ryan Johnson does um, does a pretty good job of, of making sure that they're, they're there, and you know, they're there, just enough to be funny without being grating or, or anything like that. Um, and uh, you mentioned the humor as well, Alf. And again, I'm with, I'm with you 100%. I don't see what the problem with the humor was. I, I never felt it was too funny or forcing jokes in. Um, there are really only a couple of, of, of funny moments that I remember, and they're generally handled very well um, because the funny lines are given to um, two actors who are obviously quite confident with them. Um, well, the, 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 a couple of the, the actors that are quite confident with them, um, you know, particular the opening scene with uh, General Hux and, <laughs> yeah. and Pope Dameron, you know, that's, that, that was great because clearly the both of them as, as actors are, are comfortable with doing that and, you know, they, they pulled it off and, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Um, you know, I heard a lot of people saying, oh, it took them out of the movie and things like that, but, 
yeah, not for me at all. That, that was hilarious. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, I think that was um, really, really well done. But um, yeah, I think, as said, I think we've kind of covered positives. And unless, as said, either one of you wants to add anything else on, on positives that we haven't talked about in that. No, I, I like I like the humor. Um, like you were saying, I, I can see I can see why people were cussing about it um, about the humor mm. because it, it was hu- there is humor throughout the rest of the Star Wars films. It's just not humor like how we get in Episode Seven and Episode Eight. Mm. So and, and and to me, it is quite it is a drastic change in the type of in how the humor is delivered. Mm. Um, in that, like when you watch the original films, the humor is part of. You know, it's part of the film somewhat, so to speak, whereas like is is just told straight laced, whereas like the humor that was given in episode eight to somewhat to a certain degree, it was made to make you laugh. So I can see why some people were upset. It didn't bother me. Like, I love that. Like you said, I love that bit at the beginning when Pose, you know, you know, saying, no, I'll hold, I'll wait. <laughs> and, you know, and the whole thing, you know, and the whole thing. Th- I mean, to be honest, the, the comedy with Finn did great on me sometimes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um but but i like the humor in it and it's and like like everybody seems to be forgetting this is a new trilogy leading into another new trilogy for for new people yeah people out there who would have have seen the the old star wars and not not in a bad way by the time the next one comes out somebody some of these people might be dead so (laughs) (laughs) so so know your role in it (laughs) you know (laughs) no that's fair that's fair i think yeah you you've you've kind of hit the nail on the head because that was kind of what i was gonna say more or less is that um you know humor is a subjective thing um but taste also you know you have to bear in mind that tastes change and you know whatever audiences considered tasteful humor in their you know sci-fi opera back in the, the 70s and 80s may not necessarily be the case now um so you know you kind of have to address the way people would would look at uh, this type of storyline in in a modern context and with a modern audience that's born in you know the 1990s they're not going to mm. find the same thing funny that, that people found back in the 70s so you know i don't think the um the the, the different tone in, in in that regard of uh, the way they handle the humor should be something that, that's viewed as a negative personally but there you go each to their own um yeah well i suppose we might as well kick on to the the negatives really and the things that, that didn't quite work um, now, Rich, I'm gonna, I'll let you go first because I, I, I kind of cut you off earlier with regards to, you know, what we were talking about about sort of um, Ray and Finn and, and how they were used and the journey that. I, I, I don't have to go first. I, I don't have, you, you're making you're making me out to be some villain, bro. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, like, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna save you. <laughs> um, you know what? Um, it, it's weird because like I didn't. It's not like I hated the film. No, 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 it's not, it's yeah. not just, yeah, yeah, it's not oh, about that, yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, about no, no, no. yeah, yeah, no, 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 the, the negatives that I had with the film, and the reason why they are negatives for me is because, like, I, I go into, like, every film I walk into, I, I always see it from two things, so if it's something that I'm a fan of, I will, I will, I will enter, you know, I, I will enter it as a fan, and then I also have to look at it as, as somebody who knows film. So I've studied film. I'm not saying like, you know, I'm Barry fucking Norman or Jonathan Ross, but I, I, I'd like to think that I know a fair, a fair bit. So, so to me, when I see certain things that, well, when I see certain schoolboy errors, it irks me because if anything, this person who's putting this thing on screen, you've studied this and you should be able, you should know how to be able to get around it. Uh, 
So I'm not trying to deviate, but for prime example, when you hear stories of people doing three hour movies or three and a half hour movies, and then a movie gets cut and they're like, oh no, you have to go see the extended cut. No, your job as a fucking filmmaker. Yeah. If you're told to make a film inside two hours, make a film inside two fucking hours. Don't make a three hour cut and make us go watch the three hour cut. And even the three hour cut is shit. Simple as that. <laughs> harsh like that. Like, and to me, and, and, and to me, I don't even see it as being harsh. I just see it's the thing of like, you, you, you would, <laughs> you were given one job, man. Just make this fucking film in X amount of time. So, um, yeah. so yeah, so yeah, so, so the negative that I have with this film is just stuff that I couldn't get around because I'm already familiar with Ryan Johnson's good work. Um, so, I mean, some of the negatives that I had were, I, I'm, is something that bothered me in The Force Awakens and it's crept up again with me in this a lot more and i know that a lot of people kind of gave it a bit of a gave it a bit of a chance because you know we introduced the new characters but i'm still not convinced in a relationship between poe finn and ray I, I i'm just not like i mean don't get me wrong all i can go on is the you know the original series and people i don't want people to be saying now well you can't compare it to this film um because you know that was a different time well it's not it's is it's it's essentially it's, it's it's filmmaking so you know what you have to do you should be able to get around it but i, I just don't feel that connection between be, between them i i just don't for some for some main reason um so that was one of the negatives i had uh, i mean we could, obviously i'll just touch them briefly and then when you guys start then we can all just like chip in whatever um the the pacing of the film felt chopped up to me which upset which kind of grated on me like and it felt like very like each like the film was maybe put into like three main parts and the three main parts are very grandiose and you know and, and just epic but the connective tissue between those three parts was quite paper thin and like i said i'll go back and, and i'll go back to say like the empire strikes back the empire strikes back has beats that continue that make this film just tick along and until you get and you know from so from the beginning to the middle to the end like you're fully invested with this with this episode i mean there's that bit where finn and rose go to that planet and i was like what's this uh, I, I don't know are you are you trying to i like when you watch the end of the film you understand the reason why it was put in there but then it feels it, it just takes up a chunk of time where you're, i'm not invested in it I, I just wasn't um some of the characters that we've been promised since episode seven, I st we still didn't get anything from them, and, and it upset me. Like I, I like Gwendolyn Christie from from Game of Thrones, and I think she, you know, she she definitely bucks the trend of like what a female actress should look like. You know, like you know she's she may not look like this, she may not look like that. I I, feel, I I think she's fucking stunning, but I, I like I like tall, strong ass women that can put me in headlocks. So I, I'm, not, I'm not really bothered about that. But um, <laughs> welcome you know, to the mind of wrestling kids. Well, look at, listen, I, I listen. I've seen Gwendolyn. I saw Gwendolyn Christie once um, on Carnaby Street, and I was like, yeah, yeah, me and you. And um, but um, I, I, I wanted it. I wanted to see more of Captain Phasma. We were promised a lot of Captain Phasma in episode seven. And she gets, you know, you see her for like all of a couple of minutes and then she gets taken out by, by Chewbacca and Finn. Um, and then you see her have this battle with Finn, which I was expecting to be a lot more epic. And then you see her get taken out. Um, and I, I just felt undersold with her because she's meant to be like 
she's meant to be like a, a badass super super soldier stormtrooper and um and she to me she she has, she seems to have fallen into the the boba fett territory of like you know she's this badass quote unquote but we don't know why she's a badass and then when she does get taken out it's is taken out in just like a like a pretty like oh okay okay so you're dead that type of thing that, that that's how i felt and um and the other thing i felt the same way about that was with uh with snoke like you know the emperor is it emperor snoke leader snoke supreme, um, leader. supreme leader snoke. Su- supreme leader shit he wasn't really fucking about when he's giving himself titles supreme <laughs> leader snoke <laughs> yeah <laughs> supreme leader master sith lord jedi snoke um i just felt that he was um you know we were, we were given meant to be given a lot more and 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 we went and when he does get taken out he gets taken out kind of too easy we've already seen that he's quite powerful in the force and it and he gets taken out pretty simply and then that's just it you know we we, we don't know i mean like is is was he the person that that helped build the first order up and and he gets just taken out like that um i, I don't know I, I wanted to know and i'm sure everybody else wanted to know from from episode seven because essentially this is one of the people that made luke skywalker go into fucking hiding and then he just gets taken out like that so so for me like you said I, i'm going to keep on prattling on but one of the main issues I had were how certain characters were dealt with and the beats of the film of how it, how it rolled on and how it ticked on. Mm. Um, but yeah, so like I said, I'll, I'll chip in, I'll chime in when, when, I, when I see can, can, can continue as well. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're right, really. I mean, there's a, um, there is quite a bit of a problem with the pacing. Um, apparently, the, this original cut of this film is is three hours plus long. Um, so I'm afraid Ryan Johnson has fallen into the same um, Zack Snyder trap of, yeah, let me just make whatever and then we'll cut it. Um, and you, it does feel it in certain places. Uh, there are parts of it that drag. I mean, you mentioned um, the part with Rose and I'll, I'll come back to Rose in a minute. Um, but you mentioned, you know, the part in Rose where, with Rose where they, they're sent to go and find this code breaker and, it all just kind of drags a little bit in in that scene um, and it kind of feels a bit pointless and then the plot doesn't really pay off what they're doing either um also the the, the kind of leading on from that the introduction of of benicio del toro's character uh dj i think his name is um and the way he's he's kind of introduced is is fine but then, you know, the, the, the plot twist or the, the shocker that kind of comes from that, um, A, I felt was kind of a bit predictable anyway, because the problem with casting Benicio Del Toro in these kind of roles is you kind of know he's not playing like a straight up good guy because he never does. Like you can go throughout his entire filmography. He doesn't play that kind of character. So if you cast him in a movie, you know there's going to be shades of grey to... to his character which kind of gives the game away from from quite early so when the you know the plot twist comes it's it's kind of okay you know all right well yeah you know not like i didn't see that coming um so yeah i mean the 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 pacing definitely for me was um was a problem as well um captain phasma yeah is, is another thing that is irritating me because the character I mean, you hit the nail on the head. She, she's this generation's Boba Fett. Now, um, we don't mean to offend any Boba Fett fans out there because we know there's a lot of them. But um, 
you know, let's be real, the guy don't really do <laughs> enough to justify the reputation he has among Star Wars fans. And yet, um, you know, he's this beloved character and it kind of feels like Captain Phasma is is going down that road, unfortunately. Um, yeah, for two movies now, the character really hasn't been used in any kind of way. And I get that they want to kind of keep, you know, mystery around the character and, um, you know, have that, that kind of sense of, of awe about her. But, you know, it would help if we knew something, <laughs> anything, you know, it would help if she had like a couple of lines of dialogue and, you know, something to do. Um, but pretty much here, as, as Rich explained earlier, she kind of turns up um you know she gets into a bit of a scuffle with finn and then she's gone again and it's like oh okay so that's that then <laughs> um so yeah that felt very uh very much like a missed opportunity to me um and with regards to rose uh i really i really liked the the, the character play um sorry the actress playing her kelly marie tran i think her name is um and i kind of liked what they did with with setting up um you know, her sister being on that, that last bomber and um, kind of the significance of, of her sister's sacrifice and what it means to her um, to then go on and, and join um, the, the, the rebellion for, you know, for wholeheartedly and, and play a part in that. But it kind of felt a bit weird when towards the end, she kind of makes this massive uh sacrifice to stop finn from sacrificing himself and then it's because oh we do the we do the things we do because uh, you know out of love and, and i'm like hold on wait she loves finn what how did this happen like <laughs> when when did this relationship develop because like at first you were gonna throw his ass in the brig like mm. and then you mm. went on an adventure with him and now you're in love like it, it it didn't make any sense to me so i was i was you know, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but like it, it just felt a bit hollow, like and a bit kind of forced. But yeah, I, I don't know, it didn't quite work for me. But I mean, hopefully, you know, going forward, they'll they'll do something more with the character because I said I do like the actress and I do think there's the potential there for um, that character to be a really iconic one. Um, I, I just hope that they can kind of do something with her, really. Um, and speaking of, of characters like that, uh, Maz Kanata, what was the point of that scene as well? Like, it just, huh? Like, why? You know, it, it felt almost like you could have just done some exposition for sort of four or five minutes and explained what it was that the characters needed to get and, you know, explain the MacGuffin and off they go. Um, it kind of almost felt like they forgot that the character was there. It was like, oh, we need to fit her in somehow. Yeah, yeah let's just do this scene where she's shooting some people, you know, randomly off screen uh, whilst talking to the heroes. And, and yeah, that will do that. That, that, that will cover that base. Um, so, yeah, that, that kind of was, was weird. And that leads on from um, The Force Awakens as well and the way that the character was kind of handled in that as well, which is a bit odd too. So... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, um, Alvin, sorry, I've not given you any opportunity to speak. So um, with regards to the kind of things that me and Richard discussed, I mean, do you feel we're being overcritical? Do you think there were things that, that were explained there that, that we've missed? Or, or do you kind of see where we're coming from with that? Uh, well, for me, pacing wasn't was an issue. Like both times I saw it, I was, I was totally fine with the pacing. But yeah, when you're saying about the whole kind of roles thing, and that stupid thing that she says about love and all that. But even on the first, the first time, I, first time I saw it, I was just kind of like, 
yeah, what? <laughs> like, mm. where did that kiss come from? Why did she kiss him? There, there was no indication that she had the hearts for him at any point. Or is, or was it just? I don't, I don't know what that kiss was. Like, I was just, I'm, just, I'm still confused by it now. I'm just like, what, what? And also, I hate the fact that um, she kind of denied Finn like a hero's death because mm. at that point in the movie, I was like, any motherfucker could go right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I thought, yo, you might actually fucking croak it, but at least going out a fucking G. You know what I mean? But then she kind of stopped and I was kind of a bit, I was a little bit disappointed in that. I was ready for him to go. I was like, you know what? He had a good inning. It was pretty good. And at least he's going out to fucking save everyone else. I thought that would have been sweet, but you know, whatever. Uh, also, you can't tell bite stuff, like all the casino and all that. I was just a bit like, well, here we go with another version of Masaisley Cantina again. You know what I mean? We had it in Force Awakens with Mazis Castle, and now we've kind of got a different version of it. But I did like the fact how kind of when they were uh, DJ uh, on that ship, and kind of he explains that, yo, there's people that make money out of this war that's going on. You know what I mean? They're fighting mm. this war, and then there's these people on Canto Bite just fucking living it up, not giving a shit having their space martinis and all that kind of stuff. I actually thought I was pretty clever, but most of it, I was just kind of like, it's not that it was bad or anything. And it's not that, you know, I didn't have some interesting stuff happen and some interesting stuff set up. It, it was just a bit like, what, they're on horses now. <laughs> like, And although I'd never seen that in a Star Wars movie before, like a horse chase or whatever you want to call that thing, like I was expecting it to annoy me like when they first set off. But it kind of different, didn't. But I'm also just kind of like, but, but why? Why the horses? Kind of like, I just, because if they went the other way down the corridor once they escaped from prison, they would have met BB 8 with DJ mm. and they just would have fucking got off on a ship. So I do that. Uh, it, it's just kind of, I know, I know why it was there and what it's supposed to do. And it was to subvert the whole story because you thought, they were going to like shut it down, I don't know, do an attack on the flagship and then, oh, end of the movie or whatever. Hmm. That's what you're supposed to think. But it just kind of, like, I like, it's weird. It's like, I've never seen a, a sequence or a part of a movie that I, I, I like. That's fine. But ultimately, I don't, I don't feel any way about it. Does that sound weird? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just don't feel anything of it. No, I, I, I don't know why. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's, like, it's, just it's, like, uh, no. I'm, but I've just, I've been trying to think of all the ways that they could have done something with with Finn and Rose mm. that could have been better. But I can't, I can't seem to think of anything. But mostly, that was that's kind of really as negative as it as it gets for me. Like, you, you know, it was some of the other stuff that you mentioned, Rich, like the Snoke thing, and that. Mm. That I thought, that, I yeah. personally thought that was great, just because it was subvert all the subversion. I fucking loved. I thought it was dope, but um, but yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Finn and Rose kind of. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Sorry, Richard, um, you want to jump in? Well, yeah, yeah, no, no. I was, I was going to say, you, you know what it is? It's like this is like you know they've they've already said the rumor how they're gonna you know they're looking to close use this trilogy now to close off the Skywalker story. So they can start that. So they can start their own trilogy. So that's why they're kind of alluding as to the reason why, you know, episode seven is like a new hope, and then like, you know, episode eight has has beats of similar to like on the Empire Strikes Back. But but the reason for me, the other reason why that whole Rose and Finn thing didn't work is because it just felt forced. 
that's it like it like then, yeah, like, yeah it, uh, well um, yeah 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 just for, it just it just it just felt forced like then you see you know, you know that whole thing of like you know people are thrust into a situation uh in, you know when starts into like a heightened situation that that you know makes your emotions go all over the place and that's how you can feel an attraction to somebody um and it, and it works well in empire strikes back when you you know when you see han and you say and you see leia and they're attracted to each other because they're, they're you know there's that confinement of being in such a dangerous space where they have to literally open up themselves to each other and that's when they realize and that's when they generally like you know come by the time when han's going to be put into carbonite that's when it's like well fuck it we're here, we, you know, this could be the end of it and, and we're going to you know, remind us each other again. I love you. You love me, blah, 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 blah. And they try to do that with Rose and Finn and it doesn't work because throughout this whole, throughout that whole step, that, throughout that whole bit of the film where they run that planet and they're fighting against and they might get nearly, they nearly might nearly get, get, get killed and stuff like that. It, 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 it doesn't, it just doesn't, it just, like I said, it just feels like a plot device. That's the reason why by the time when she gives him that, that kiss at the end, it would have made sense if everything had, had worked before and then she saves his life and like, listen, I'm going to fucking save you. And if I am going to die, I'm going to tell you I love you. But everything else that comes before it is, is, just, is just a story. Like you could have taken, you could have taken Rose out and just, left, and just left Finn with BB-8 to go find, you know, to go and find, what's it called? To go and find um, Benny Soto Toro. That's the reason why it, why it doesn't well, work. They weren't, they weren't there to find him though, were they? Listen, I understand I'm, I'm touching on your film, but what I'm trying to say is, yeah, <laughs> no, no, but it's true, but no, but what I'm trying to say is that you so could just say it, it. Yeah, no, but you could have taken, you could have taken Rose out and it would have made a difference. You could have left him yeah, with BB-8. Yeah. So, so yeah, and that's the reason why when I look at that scene, where, like, when you, when you try to, or when they talk about that romance, why it doesn't work for me. And that, and it's, like I said, it just reminded me of one of the reasons why some of the beats just don't, you know, just don't, that, 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 that. <laughs> properly or scrap that or properly for me um so so yeah so i just i just thought i'd, I'd try to end because that's one of the things that, that annoyed me along with the porgs but yeah mm. i'm sorry carry on <laughs> okay no 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 that's cool man that's cool that's cool um yeah the snoke thing as well i mean um i know uh our viewers saying um you quite like the fact that they subverted um some of the expectations of, of the character but for me it was kind of a bit like um it was a bit pointless really snoke felt pointless to me um i i couldn't really understand what his purpose was i mean i i get what his purpose was in terms of from the plot point of view i mean he's there to propel the plot but because he has for two movies now been sort of teased as you know the big bad of of the film and and, and so on um but didn't really have any kind of um, over influence apart from, you know, the, the scene where Ray and, and Kylo Ren are, are both before him. And he kind of says, oh, you know, you think it was uh, a coincidence that, that you two were able to connect minds? No, I made you connect minds. And it just kind of came out of nowhere because there was no, to my knowledge, there was no other kind of demonstration of his power in that film or in uh, The Force Awakens. Mm. Um, so I was a bit like, well, how, how, you know, you, you haven't actually explained that Snoke is that powerful um, until this point. Um, so, you know, how am I supposed to absorb that information? What is that supposed to mean to me? Um, 
and as an audience member member it just it just didn't really mean anything and um yeah i agree with you rich as well in the, the way that he's taken out is is kind of a massive um anti-climax especially because you get glimpses of as said of what he can do mm. um, and his strength within the force it, it kind of feels like they just wanted to kind of get rid of him as quickly as possible to get on with the um the, the lightsaber scene which is admittedly very cool um but yeah it, it, he was odd um it was really i, odd I think a bit of that is kind of our fault though for putting on so much kind of like because you know when the force awakens came out like the two most important things were that were theorized all around the internet were who is snoke and who are Ray's parents and i think mm. for a lot of people i'm not saying this necessarily applies to you guys but i'm saying mm. for a lot of people that put so much importance on it that they assumed that you know snoke would be there until the very end in in episode nine and probably get taken out in that film and i thought it was going to echo kind of the original trilogy in a way but with these new characters whereas this this kind of just this this totally just threw that out the window and i know it seems a bit like quick in that but i i reckon we may get kind of flashbacks in the next episode is to kind of like a brief explanation as to like who snoke was for example mm. and as to and as to why he decided to send kylo ren perhaps um but but yeah, I've got. I just, I just like the way this. I didn't see it coming until it actually happened or began to happen, uh, and then I was just kind of like, "Yeah, you guys, um, you've surprised me with that one." Because why do the same thing again? Why, why keep that character until the very end when you can kind of get rid of? I mean, look at the Emperor, for example. You saw the Emperor twice in the original trilogy when there was only the original trilogy. You saw him in Empire, and it wasn't even him. It was well, it was him, but it didn't look the same way it did in Return of the Jedi. And then we actually see him properly in Jedi as a proper, real kind of fully fleshed. Well, I say fully fleshed out, mostly fleshed out character. And we know we just, all we know about him is that he's evil and he rules the, ga rules the galaxy, and he's uh, and he's a Sith Lord. That's yeah, but it. the thing is, yeah, but the reason why the Emperor works is because the way how Vader is portrayed. Remember, like Vader's portrayed as a badass, a standard. So people are scared of him, and he's and he's and he's scared of him because he has that presence. People are scared of Kylo because he is that emotional, like almost like a, I mean, I know there's that whole, that, that whole thing of like, he's like a sport, brat, but that's what it is. He throws tantrums. So it's, so, so that's the reason why when, when you do see, when you do see the emperor, it's, it's a lot more, it has, has a lot more like, um, how can I put it? Has a lot more gravitas to it as to like, okay, this guy's a fucking badass. That's the reason why it works is because now you've got two badasses. Like when you've got Kylo, Kylo is just this kid who just, well, why do you need to repeat the same thing? I don't understand. Well, I don't understand why they have to no. repeat the same thing. It's no, 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 like no, I don't have to no, do that. Yeah, now, no, now you can yeah. solely focus on Kylo Ren as yeah. supreme leader yeah. himself. Well, but, but that's the thing because even more. Yeah, but the thing, but you're talking about the whole internet thing where we just focused on X, Y, and Z, and you said that was like the audience's fault. It was not necessarily the audience's fault because throughout the whole Star Wars mythos, all we've been told is that there's always a teacher and there's always a student, and come by the prequels, that's what we're told. Like when it comes when it comes to the Sith, there was a teacher and there was a student, so it only made sense. It, it's not something that we, I think, the audience necessarily forced. That's what we, you know, it was kind of a like certain a certain section sense. of them definitely did. Come on now, yeah, no, 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 a certain section. But then, if you're a smart person, like all three of us, I'm sure we sat down and we were like, "Shit, I wonder where he comes from," and we approached it from a smart, you know, yeah, from, that, from, that, from, that's from a smart view. There's so many of our 
because this it's been a shitstorm like with, with mm. this film coming out and all that kind of business and people's opinions of it you've got opinions yeah. like ours like i respect you guys I and mean, when you guys disagree with me i, I respect the fact that we disagree mm. and we can explain yeah. as to why we disagree with one another coherently and we can go yeah i can see that but blah blah you know what i mean whereas mm. if you look at the way other people talk about it i'm not saying this applies to obviously all fans of star wars and whatnot but yeah. some of the other opinions out there are completely like what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's yeah. really fucking out there, shitting on the movie, shitting on fans, shitting on people who like it, who can perfectly explain as to why they do like it. But like, I still think Ray's a bit of a Mary Sue, for example, but I still fucking enjoy the movie. You know what I mean? I still like the movie. I can go, you know what? She doesn't have that many flaws. She doesn't have really any flaws. The most she got is a cut on the arm from one of the fucking uh, Snoke's guards. And that's about it. That's, that's the only flaw that I can say that Ray has. Mm. It's not even a flaw, it's just a scar and the fact that she's not that experienced with a lightsaber in comparison to freaking Kylo Ren and that. But, you know, we can disagree and still mm. and mm. Say, our, say our points. Like, the, the internet has made people crazy. People, people either hate this film mostly or yeah. love this film. You know what I mean? Mm. There's no kind of, for some reason, there's no discussion. But we're, we're different yeah. than that. We can discuss as to what, you know what I mean? Other people can't do yeah. that. Mm. and that, this is what I mean about the whole Snoke thing it's like people ran away with her theories she's a Kenobi, she's a fucking uh, Jin, she's a Qui-Gon Jin, she's bloody Skywalker's daughter Yeah. It, at the end of the day it doesn't matter and I like the fact that mm. that's mm. another thing I like the fact that they raided with dudes like this ain't your story Yeah. You, this isn't, you're not important, you're nobody but you're not nobody to me mm. You know what I mean? No, but, I like sorry, that. I just end up going. No, 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 that, 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 no, that didn't, that didn't bother me at all. No, but like I said, but I think like the character of Snoke is just like that. That a MacGuffin, a, a well used or well placed MacGuffin, is is meant, you know, is meant to help propel yeah. the story even more forward. I think and, it and, and I that, in regards to the Ray um, Ray Callow relationship. I, I, I thought that was fucking cool. That shit. But but the, but the thing, well, it, you know, it helps. See, this is what it to me. It helps propel the story, and it does that. Mm. But then it didn't. To me, it didn't help propel or help flesh out the characters. True. And, okay. this, and this is the reason. This but uh, this is the problem that I had with the whole film with, in response to certain characters. And like I said, I know I keep on going back to the original trilogy. But the reason I'll go back to the original trilogy is because they just did shit right. I'm not going to compare this Star Wars film to another Star Wars. It's so hard these days to kind of like... No, no it is. It is, but it, because but it all can be expectations, done. It's like doing a, well, a sequel to the Bible or some shit like that. You know what I mean? No, it's, like... no, it's true. No, I, def I definitely agree. But what I'm trying to say is that the reason why the Star Wars, well, especially Empire Strikes Back works and when you see the, when you see the interviews of like, uh, um, was it Irving, uh, is it Irving Kirshner? Irving Kirshner, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's because he approached it as a film and he was like, okay, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to flesh these characters out so, it, it, you know, everything is fully, fully rounded. Well, so what you just explained there is, um, yeah. is just the evolution of filmmaking. It's, it's way more formulaic now than it was yeah. back then. Yeah. So unfortunate. Like, you know how, like you were saying earlier with the jokes and that, and da 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 Like in yeah. Star Wars and uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of Jedi, most of the jokes come out of things that people say in the moment, in the situation. Whereas yeah. now, like, we've got moments like, oh, here's caretakers. And then, like, you just see these fish who look like nuns. I actually thought I was tripping for a second when I saw that shit. I thought it was funny, but I was almost <laughs> like, what? Because the way they reveal it, it's just like, what? <laughs> like, what yeah, the fuck yeah. are these fish doing? These fish nuns fucking... So it's, it's filmmaking's changed, man. And, and like, I don't know, it's difficult because, like, I, I get why people can be... Not that you guys are... You guys are fine with this movie. Like, you, mm. all the points you've explained, 
totally I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. But it's yeah. just it's just crazy, man, how some people are like just uh, I don't know, some people have been trying to say that like it's this worst Star Wars movie ever. Nah, nah, not even. I'm like, come on, come like, on, man. Come on. I'm like, you, you. Everyone hated the prequels, right? Everyone was shitting on George for years, right? So I didn't and hate it. This movie comes out, and then this, this mm. movie comes out, and they go, "Yeah, we want it erased from canon." It's like, are you fucking tripping? Like, come on, this is a better movie than any of the prequels were easily. I'm sorry, but it it, it literally is. Like, it's it's mm. madness. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, you touched upon something that I did want to talk about as well. Um, uh, Alvin, which has been kind of fan response because I think it's important that we kind of um, break that down as well because there's that is a bloody complex thing as, as well yeah. as um, things have rumbled on um, and no doubt you listeners are, are out there, if you use social media you probably had, like for every one person telling you it's the greatest movie ever, you've had somebody else telling you it's the worst movie ever mm. um, and there's a lot of complexities to that and I think, you know, the both of you have kind of uh, laid it out perfectly as to how complicated it is um you know and and the impressive thing is i don't think either of you are wrong in terms of the the, the points that you've made you know neither mm. of you are wrong it's just um it's just the issue is that complicated it is that um complex in terms of audience reception to this film because mm. of you know all of those factors that that, that both of you laid out um, so that's definitely something we, we will come back to. But before we do that, just quickly, <laughs> um, thoughts on Kylo Ren? Because um, for me personally, while I 100% get the character um, and understand what he's doing, and I like Adam Driver as an actor, he's coming off to me as a whiny little bitch, and <laughs> I hate characters like that. Um, they switch me off, really switch me off. Um, and... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm finding it really hard to, to dig Kylo at the moment. Um, he's just really coming off as whitey. So, uh, and I said, this is just like a personal thing. This is not even necessarily a criticism of his performance as such, because there's nothing wrong with, with what he does. It's, it's just, um, you know, personally how it's kind of a, a affected me in that way. Um, but yeah, quickly, you're, you're, both of you, your thoughts on Kylo Ren and the way that he was handled in his arc in, in the movie? Um, uh, and, uh, Alvin, go first. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was. Um, uh, I liked how kind of grey it was. You know, like there were some points where I was like, okay, is he going to be good now? Is he going to? Is he going to go back to being bad? Like he wants Ray to kind of join him. Like what's his? What's his whole deal? I thought it was kind of uh, a a bit more on the ambiguous side of things uh, than previously was. And uh, and yeah, I thought it was. It, it made it more interesting for me to to kind of watch as a character. And like I said, that relationship they had with Ray. Um, a kind of brought kind of more human side out of him rather than just being 100% sulky. He was now like about 60% sulky. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich? Uh, yeah, um, I, I wasn't impressed with him either. Um, like I said, I, I like him as a character as to what he is for, you know, for Star Wars. But once, it, like you said, the, the, the whole death of Snoke was I, th- I think what should it should have elevated him to another part that we would see of this character but then you see him kill snoke but then when you still didn't you know when you see him after that he's still that whiny bitch kid like you know the bit when he's like no but it's true like you know that bit when he's like you see him pull off this this big thing where he, like he's obviously had like some form of strenuous um, you know relationship with his teacher you know and he's obviously trying to live up to this legacy and he knows he's gone down this dark path and now you've taken out this teacher and you're going to be the next person to take over them. So you should now have elevated as a person. 
But when it comes to him, like facing down Luke, which is obviously fair enough, Luke is the person that you know you ha you have this large amount of um, you know anger towards. But you're still that whiny kid who's just going like fire, fire, and you're, and you're clutching your hands together. So I didn't see any evolution in that character. So he is still a, a bit of a whiny bitch kid to me, and and that's why when I saw Snoke get taken out, it was a MacGuffin that was truly, truly wasted, and it all it did was help propel the plot. It didn't do anything to propel the characters. And that's the point I was trying to make. And um, but I felt the same. That's how I felt with with Ray. I don't think Ray. That that whole ray test that she had to do when she was had to go down the cave, it didn't do anything for me. That's no, like, yeah, I was I was gonna yeah, mention that. You understand? Well. You, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. you watch you watch Empire Strikes Back and he goes into the cave and he faces Darth Vader and he fails the test. Mm. The people that a lot of people a lot of people seem to forget, like the reason why some of these char the characters in the original trilogy do well is because you see them progressing as people. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and and that's it. And so, like, so when you see, and that's the and that's the thing. Like, I like the the plot and the story is good, but well, the characters, like I was saying, the reason why I can't identify with the characters is because I'm not seeing any form of like character development or enough character you, development apart apart from Poe. Apart from Poe, so uh, Karen, yeah. Do you not feel what's like happened? um? Well, that I'm kind of that's kind of leading. But do do you feel like Finn has more of a hero's journey than Ray does? Because that's what I feel sometimes. Because like, because yeah. I I feel like Force Awakens was a, like a two hander, <laughs> but like yeah. you know, it was it was a two of them. Mm. But I felt like we we you you were Finn first, mm. you know. Yeah. What I mean, it's his story. He's the boy. He's he's the boy who kind of becoming a man, mm. and he kind of realizes he don't want to be a stormtrooper, and then he leaves. Yeah. So we I feel like we follow him more in the Force Awakens than Ray. I feel like this. Yeah, I feel even yeah, like in this, I'm not even sure as to whether she is the main character of this new trilogy. I mean, they make it look yeah. that way because she's a Jedi, but I don't, mm. I don't know if that's actually true. No, uh, no, I, I, I agree with you, Matt. Like, like you said, like Finn. Yeah, yeah, Finn. But, but, and, but this is the point I'm trying to make. Like, Finn makes decisions. He makes numerous decisions that, like, that help push his character. You know, you know, to, you know, to to certain points. It, well, I mean. Like I said, aside from the fact that he is, what's it called, that he's, um, he's in one of the most boring parts of the film, the decision that he makes to, you know, to go there and, and the way how he's viewed by other people, you can see the character development of how he sees himself and how other people see him. And I like that. So I definitely agree with you to say that, yeah, that he is journey on that hero's journey. You know, and, and like I said, and, and I just don't get that from, from the others. I, I don't, you know. And it's, and it's weird because it feels like I'm shitting on a film and it's not because I enjoyed it. But the stuff that I really wanted to enjoy, as you know, is it, 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 I wasn't given it. Mm. Um, but like I was saying about the whole Ray thing, like when it comes to Ray doing her training, and she and then, and then you know she goes to look down the cave or down that big hole, and then it's just a big hole, and you hear some noises, and then Luke is like, "No, that's dangerous. I've felt something like this before." And he's like, "Like what? What have you felt before? like?" Uh, I, I I get that's what my boy says when I turn the light off and he goes to sleep. That is dark because it's scary. Like. You know, I understand it's scary, but why is it scary? There, there was, there's nothing behind it to push it. And that's what, you, like I said, when you watch The Empire Strikes Back, like, there's certain things that happen to the characters, and you're like, fuck, this is going to have an impact later on down the line. You know, you, you, Han Solo thinks he's making the right choices, and you're not. He's make, he keeps on, making, the, the, he keeps on making the wrong choices and fucking up. So come by the time when he gets captured, it's like, shit, well... You know, now you've really got yourself into pickle. Luke, the same thing. I want to do this. I want to do that. You're not ready. 
you know, Princess Leia shop. Princess, you know, Princess. That's Princess just Leia. Luke, man. <laughs> no, it's not. But, but it's true. It's just a fanboy, isn't it? A moisture farmer. It, it's just a fanboy. What a piece of junk and all that crap. It's all questions with Luke. Exactly. But but the thing is, but but you see the character development from from A New Hope, mm, where he yeah. starts off as this as this boy who just gazes. All, basically, when we meet Luke, all he knows is that he knows what's above him, and he and he wants to be there. Yeah. And through like through like tragedy and, and stuff like that, he gets that chance, and then he becomes this hero. And then he realizes that, right, I'm even made for bigger things. And then he gets ahead of himself and says, well, I can do this and X, Y, Z. And then he realizes that, you know, he's starting to run before he, before he can even walk. And so like, so like, so you, so you see those type of character beats, which works and you get those beats as well of, with Han Solo and you get those beats with like, with, you know, with, um, with, with Leia. And like I said, mm. and with, with Ray, you don't get that. With Finn, you get that. With Poe, you definitely get that. Why, why do you think that is with Ray though? It's like, because obviously people have said that she's a Mary Sue. I, I hear she's responded saying that it's sexist to call Ray a Mary Sue. But it's see, like, see the thing is, that she, nothing, but she, she doesn't fail at anything. I like failure. Yeah. I like to see characters fail and then learn from the mistake yeah. in order to improve. I ain't seen her fail once. Hmm. Apart from get that one cut on her arm. Yeah, well, well, the thing is, you know what? Like, me, me personally, I don't like to use certain phrases to describe people. So the whole term of Mary Sue, I only learned this, I only learned that term recently. So the whole term of calling somebody Mary Sue, is that is that a term that you would use for only somebody that's female or could that be used as somebody no, that's male? No, the male version, which is Gary it's, Sue. It, a, a Gary Sue. See, yeah, but even then, I'm st- I still don't like those terms because you're still making it a sex thing. You're calling the female one Mary and you're calling, if it's a male, you're calling them Gary. Number one, they're shit names anyway. Who the fucking calls the kid Gary anymore? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa, there could be a Gary oh, listening. Yeah, yeah listen, 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 Gary's 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 Gary and Mary, if you're listening, Gary, don't, don't listen to what you yeah, say. Listen, 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 oh, listen. Shit. Gary, if, the, if there are Gary's out there, my bad. As for Mary, the only Mary I know is Jesus Christ's mother. Yeah, so let's just leave, let's just leave it at that. Yeah. So I can understand well, the reason why she was so a different term, just a character with no flaws. Let's just call it that. No, 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 but I, but I wouldn't even say that. I, I, the reason why I don't like to use terms, I would just prefer to explain as the reason why I don't like that thing. But I can see why people would, con, you know, would, would describe her character as a Mary Sue. And it's, mm. it is because, you know, she is, she's, she's essentially perfect. Or not even she's essentially perfect. The character that Daisy Ridley plays is perfect because, as far as I'm concerned, the character that she plays could have been played by a guy, and it's it just happens to be played by a woman. So I don't want to put sex on this, but the character that she plays is it, just perfect, and I can see why people would be frustrated because it did frustrate me ever so slightly, you know, in not seeing any flaws in this person. It it it, it just it just did. That's it. So I can, I can, I can, I see your point in that. I see you point in that, Alvin. Okay. Yo, can I mention um, a quickly, just a, uh, a, a negative? Yeah, yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, at the beginning when it says uh, the first order reigns supreme. Mm-hmm. You know, I, didn't, yeah. I, did, I don't know how many people realize this, but you know that planet that everyone thought was Coruscant? Yeah. In uh, The Force Awakens that gets destroyed. It's called Hussey and Prime. Yeah. And um, okay. that's where the New Republic Senate is. So the Senate was destroyed. Right. But I don't know how many people are aware of that because I wasn't aware of that until no. recently. No, I did. That that is the planet where the new Senate was. Oh, so okay. that's oh, why I mean, it says at the that. beginning the uh, the first order reigns supreme because they've destroyed the Senate in the in the previous movie. Uh, I think there was a scene there with Leia, um, but I think it got cut out of the the final version. But okay. obviously, this must have been written before 
Mm. Obviously, that, that movie was completed. But yeah, that, that ended up being a negative for me because I went, what? And then after seeing it, I was like, oh, okay. So the Senate was on that planet, but I didn't know that because they didn't show it and they didn't mention it. And no one even bothered to say it in the one line. So mm. well, I, I, I think that's, that's more of a flaw with The Force Awakens, but this doesn't address that. But you know it if you look it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good point, man. I, I said I had no idea until you just mentioned that now. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's that a good point. But, um, yeah, one last thing for me on, on the movie itself. Um, the way that the rebels just keep getting taken out in this movie. Um, mm. I swear we ended the movie with, like, 50 rebels left. It was it's a tiny number. Like, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like... Yeah. I was like, what the hell happened to the rebel forces? Like, you guys are terrible, man. Terrible. Like, it just, it, you, you got taken out so easily in this movie. Easily. And I, I get it, you're outgunned. You know, you're up against a, a force that's way more powerful than the U, has better tech than you. Um, but yeah, the, it's just the way that the numbers are just whittled down, like, like so much chaff, at, you know, being tossed aside out of a, a, a harvest a wheat and I don't know why I use a farming analogy there I think I've got Luke Skywalker on the brain but yeah um you know the, the way they're just getting chucked to to the side it, I, I was just like wait hold up aren't you gonna keep some guys for the next movie like everybody's just getting taken out like so yeah that, that was kind of that was kind of mad but anyway that was a minor gripe that, that wasn't like the, the big um, important thing um well, yeah, um, as I said, before we kind of get to our final scores, um, because you guys kind of touched on this um, earlier, uh, I do think it's important that we kind of um, talk about the audience response because, um, you know, as you as you said, Alvin, it's it's been quite uh, divisive, to say the least, <laughs> um, you know, in terms of the, the response to this film. Um, you know, we've either had, as we said, people claiming it's the greatest, you know, Star Wars movie ever, or, you know, it is the worst Star Wars movie ever, and there is a petition going around to remove the film from canon. And by the way, if you're somebody who signed that petition and you're listening to us now, go take a look at yourself, please. Like, like, please, just go and take a look at yourself, because honestly, I mean, number one, one of my pet peeves is people abusing things like change.org and, and things like that. Those things are there for a, a, a way for, for people to kind of express, um, you know, a desire to see something change within society. That's what change.org was, was there for. It's not there because you want to whine about a fucking movie. It's there for, for things that actually affect people's lives. And yeah, I get movies affect your lives, but not really, not in a, a movies affect your life in a first world problem kind of way, yeah? Um, like seeing people set up all these petitions every bloody five minutes for this, that, and the other is is really pissing me off. Um, so all of you kind of self-entitled fans out there who think you're entitled to have this and entitled to have that, you're not, okay? They make this stuff because, frankly, they want to make money, and that's it. Um, if you manage to get something out of it and an enjoyment out of it, whoop-de-doo, we all win. But they don't owe you shit. So don't sit there crying about anything with this and that. And oh, well, you've ruined Star Wars. And as I was saying, um, I, I think I kind of got drowned out when you two were going back and forth. But, um, you know, we, we kind of mentioned this earlier when, when we'd spoken about the movie, you know, privately. Um, people are fickle. People are really, really fickle. 
you know, I remember when um, the Revenge of the Sith came out, and people were like, right, that's it. You got to take Star Wars away from George Lucas because he's just ruining, he's killing his own, you know, he's destroying his legacy and he's doing this and he's doing that and he can't be trusted um, with Star Wars. You know, it belongs to the people, so we need to get better people in charge. And then when Disney took over, people were like, yay, Disney, t-, you know, finally a big company of a firm that knows what they're doing with franchises is taking over. And now two movies later, now it needs to go back to George Lucas. Oh, they don't know what they're doing. They're pandering to different audiences. They don't, they've forgotten about the true Star Wars fans. Like, they, they, grow up. <laughs> really, grow up. <laughs> if that is how you think, and, and that is how your mind works, grow the fuck up. Like, just really, it's, it's, it's absolutely pathetic. Um, but, I mean, in terms of, like, the the wildly different responses we've gotten um i mean we're, we're not going to be able to to answer this question really but i just figured we may as well kick it around between the three of us and see what we can come up with but i mean what what have you guys takes been on the way uh, on the way um you know the reception has been so different and i guess more importantly why it's been so so different uh, between audiences i mean alvin you you said some really good points earlier so um i guess you can go first but um, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of, you know, why people have, have had such um, strongly divided opinions on, on the subject, I guess. Uh, uh, I think because everyone feels like they own a piece of Star Wars. Uh, not only that, but I also think with the quote marks culture war going on in all forms of geekdom and whatnot, uh, I think that's kind of really polarized it. So the loudest, loudest voices on each side um, of, 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 of the voices that are out there that, that people are seeing and hearing, whereas the kind of more reasonable, closer towards the middle and whatnot, um, no one's really hearing those. Uh, it's, I mean, I, I'm, I kind of more agree with the critics with what they said about it, but I, I think the best way to kind of really enjoy a, a Star Wars film is is not to read any reviews beforehand or going with any preconceived ideas. Watch the teaser trailer, watch the main trailer, forget watching any TV spots and just, just go in and make your own decision. Like literally watch the film for what it is. Don't, don't freaking go in there saying it's doing this political thing or that political thing, or it's a comment on the Trump administration. No, it's not. It's a space and fucking lasers movie. That's literally all it is. Like it's just a bit of fun, a bit of pure escapism. Not everything has to reflect the fucking real world in that way like just just chill but i think we live in such such a weird time right now that it's it's like a tug of war and it's being tugged between like really two sides that's that's why i feel it's been so so kind of weird and that but also it's just people just haven't been consistent oh the force awakens oh it's too much like a new hope oh oh, this new one it's too different it's like what how can something be too different one second and when they do what you want you know when they do how can something be too similar and then they do what they make it different (laughs) And then you complain about it. I don't get that. That's like, are you fucking mad? Like, what the hell? Yeah, are we tweeting a guy God. from... Sorry, go ahead, Karen. Are we no, tweeting a guy called... We could understand Goldilocks. Oh, Goldilocks? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's literally it, man. That's literally it. But I retweeted this guy from IGN. And his tweet said, it was something along the lines of, uh, The Force Awakens comes out. Uh, fans say it's, uh, it's too similar to A New Hope fans tear it apart the last jedi comes out fans say it's too different fans rip it apart 
it's like that's totally it it's like what what how can you i don't i don't get it but i don't know we just live in weird fucking times man that's what i think it is when something like star wars it's part of so many people's lives that everyone feels like they own a piece of it and so people get fucking some people get fucking pissed and like i said this culture war thing as well this bullshit like that i wish didn't exist and i wish just people were more chill but unfortunately it looks like uh it's fucked everything up Hey, well, listeners, I mean, when we get to our um, review of the year for 2017, there's a lot I'm going to have to say about this culture war thing, because I think it's really just, it, it's starting to annoy me now, because I, I, I feel like I can't just enjoy a movie on its own merits, or a book on its own merits, or a TV show on its own merits anymore. It feels like everything has to be either justified or questioned and um yeah it's becoming tiresome but yeah anyway um rich did you want to add anything on on top with regards to sort of like the audience response to the movie um they can go fuck themselves to be honest man like i, I think it's, it's it's actually quite selfish and um and, and just mean like like you said to, to demand that somebody's work be you know be taken out of canon or, or to be taken away and then another edit be put up i mean fair enough you don't agree with it and you're entitled to opinion but then to take up like you're imposing on somebody else's work nobody comes into your house when you make a fucking dinner and takes it takes a spoonful girl that tastes like shit get out go get me a bucket of kfc nobody does that because it's, it's just not right and i think that's the same thing but it's it's bullying tactics mm. and, and i think this is this is that this whole internet thing is just giving people too much too much voice um and some people are even making valid points but then they're getting so caught up in the fucking whole hoopla that the valid points that they were making initially just ends up being shit as well um i'm just not a big fan of like like i said these whole dot org change things and demanding this and demanding that i i think is it's is a, is a really really big disrespect mm. and i'm um, just just deal with it either like it or don't like it if you don't if you don't like it then fuck off i don't pay any, don't pay anything else into that franchise uh or suck it up and carry on simple yeah 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 man i mean like people we live in a free society well not all of us unfortunately on planet earth do um so you know you should be thankful for the fact that you do live in a free society um and you know one of the benefits of that is you get to choose whether you engage with something or not. Um, if something you, you know, you watch something and it doesn't agree with you or you don't agree with it, you can disengage and be like, you know what? <laughs> Sorry, not for me. Bye. And off you go. And similarly, if you enjoy it, you can feel free to enjoy it and love it and celebrate it as much as you like. And, you know, I think we're all deep down most of us i mean because i don't know about all of us given some of the shit i've seen over the past week but i think you know most of us are, are fairly rational and you know intelligent human beings we're, we're capable of simply either liking a piece of art or not liking it and leaving it at that <laughs> you know we, it doesn't have to go any further than that you can kind of just say you know what that worked for me sorry didn't like this didn't like that okay fair enough and just keep it moving or as said you can love it and revel in it if you like sure why not celebrate it if you love it but the point is just you know either way just keep it moving like we don't have to have this this 
pointless fucking discourse about you know political agendas and blah 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 and you're ruining my childhood and you've done this and you've done that you know it just it, it's just oh it's depressing but anyway as said like we won't get into that now we'll, when we do our um our review of the year for 2007 <coughs> we'll, we'll get into all of that shit um but yeah no um we'll, we'll leave it at that for now so guys uh final scores for um star wars the last jedi um richard you didn't like the out of 10 score the last time we did before so, <laughs> no no no, no. You, you got you guys can do that i i just prefer to give it a, i prefer to oh, i know <laughs> that's that's contradictory rich we can't I'm the we same can't thing two of us do it and then you do something else why so, why is it still is it my, it's still your opinion <laughs> you still, you prefer, yeah? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm using a. I, you, listen, you can. You guys can do what you want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna still gonna use my grading system. Oh, so sorry, listen, okay, so cool. <laughs> okay. So are sorry. you gonna explain sorry. to the listeners what your grading system means so that they know? What yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like like fucking school A to D. <laughs> yeah, simple. That's it. And then like and then, then like I said and then obviously with this conversation that we've had, we'll I'll be able to give you a, a quick breakdown as to the reason why. I've given like given it, you know, given it grades. So I'm I'm actually going to give this film two grades. No, wow, Richard, like, come on now. Why? 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 Why not? Why I'm two not, grades? Why two? No, no, but no, no, no. I, I I would like to give it two grades because I'm looking at it as one well as like somebody who likes film, and I'm like, and then I'll, and then I'm going to give it a second grade as someone who's who's a fucking deep ass Star Wars fan. So that so I'm, so like so that I should still be confused. one grade. Yeah, that should still be one grade. I don't understand. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, <laughs> no. I'm not doing it. I'm gonna give two grades. I'm gonna give two grades. I'm gonna give two grades. Let me tell you something. This is why Jonathan Ross can sleep easier at night, not worrying about his job. You know, because nobody does two grades. It's one grade. I'm giving two. I'm giving two. I'm giving two grades. Listeners, two if grades. you get confused by Richard's two grades, make sure you go and follow him on social media and tell him, yeah? Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Alvin, start us off, bro. Mm. Um, what would we, you say? So we're going out of five, yeah? Um, yeah, let's go out of five, man. Okay, so. all right, all right. Uh, weighing everything up, I'm going to go and see it again a third time in January. Uh, the amount I liked it, and obviously seeing it on the night and all that, and just IMAX and the energy and all that kind of business. And even seeing it the second time when it was quieter during the day, I, I've, I think it's better than The Force Awakens. I'd rather watch that movie again than The Force Awakens. Um, if I had to pick, I'd rather not do that. But if I had to, I, I, I liked kind of the choices that this made and just the fact that they took big risks and subverted my expectations. Uh, I felt that kind of like, kind of respected me as an audience member and just gave me something new, man, just a new experience. And because of how new it was, I'd probably have to say four, four lightsabers out of five. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go for it. It's not, because it's not, the reason being is obviously it's not, it's obviously not perfect. Like if it was perfect, I'd give it well, obviously a five out of five. But um, I just think, I don't know, like I, I can't remember what I gave The Force Awakens. I think it was pretty high. I think it was like a 7.5 or an eight. So yeah, I think this is easily an an a four for me, four out of five. Um, I don't know. I feel like I I may have to like rate the Force Awakens a little bit lower to justify the four, but I'd say four four is for me because of the amount I enjoyed it, even with the with the flaws that we've all gone through in that. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, I've I've said my reasons. Yeah, four. 
Okay, cool. Fair enough. Um, I think for me, it will probably end up at about 3.5 out of 5. Um, enjoyed it. Uh, certainly was, at, at times, it was thrilling. It was fun. Um, as said, it, it kind of had that, that Star Wars magic. Um, and I did appreciate the fact that, that Ryan Johnson is trying to do something different with Star Wars in terms of the way that um, so the, the, the kind of character journeys that they go on and, and the kind of beats that he used um, throughout the script and things like that. Um, you know, I appreciate that he was doing something different. It's just that some of that stuff didn't really work enough for me personally. Um, and didn't resonate with me enough. And, and some of it just left me, frankly, confused. Um, but overall, it was, as I said, a really enjoyable experience. Um, I would definitely go and see it again. Um, and I think I will try and see it again before the, the year is out. Um, but for the moment, yeah, I mean, I may change my mind again next year. Um, but for the moment, I think it would be a 3.5 um, out of 5. Okay, Richard, give us your... Two ratings. <laughs> my two, my two grades, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So basically, the the, the film, the, the film guy in me, I, I'll I'll give it like a C. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd give it a C, and, I, and I'd and I'd be like, there's there's parts of it where I'm just like, shit, I've I've seen you do good stuff, Ryan Johnson, and you shouldn't have made those mistakes because you've easily rectified them in, in other films, and you know you're, you're better than that. But then. The Star Wars fan in me has to give a grade of B because it's like I, I just I just fucking loved it. Like, and there's that Star Wars fan in me where I would sit down and I'd, and I'd be like, yeah, I don't care about that shit. I don't care if it if that messes up in X Y Z. So that's why I would I would have to give this film the two grades because like like I said, I, I consider myself like quite a, quite a big Star Wars fan, and some of the stuff that I saw in this film is stuff that I don't even read about. So some people were, were really, really super excited about seeing, you know, like the force projection of, of Luke at the end of that. I've read about those things. So I've sort to see it on film, like it really, really touched those, those, you know, those, that Star Wars fan in me that I'd be, you know, I was reading about stuff like that fucking 20 years ago. So that's why for this film, I had to give it two grades because like, it's like some people were saying like, oh, you know, they haven't seen this, they haven't seen that. I was like, I've been fucking waiting for this to, to see this on screen. So yeah, so Wait, the, people the film, the film, about that? No, 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 but no, but people are saying like how it's amazing. They've never seen anything like that before. That whole scene oh. at the end when, when he's on crates, where he has to fight against and he does the the, the whole force projection. I've, I saw that in 1995 when um, in the miniseries Dark Empire, where he actually has this. He has, he actually does the same thing with 8080s, um, and he basically um, gets everybody onto a ship, and then he talks to Princess Leia. And then he actually leaves and everyone on the ship is shot. Then he's like, yeah, it's a false ghost. And that's, and the whole premise behind that story is that basically, um, uh, Luke goes to join the emperor and to, and he thinks that the only way to defeat the emperor is to join the dark side and then basically kill, you know, basically infiltrate. Have you ever read that story, Alvin? Yeah. If that's the painted one in it, where it's got the watercolors. Yeah. It's yeah, it's like the artwork. It, the artwork is, is not that great. But do you remember yeah, at the yeah, beginning? Yeah, I know that one. Where, where the eighty eighties walk. So like, so we've seen stuff like that. So it, it didn't surprise me, but it, it like it, it touched the fan of me where I'd seen it on where you know where you managed to see it on screen. The same thing was like you know when you, the first time you saw Darth Maul's double edged lightsaber on screen. If you read the comic books, you'd seen that fucking four or five years before 
in, yeah, you know, in like, um, yeah, you know, you're going too far. I'm going too set in rabbit hole. It's a rabbit hole. Alvin, you said you before, like, the guy just gets onto his point. He's already inconveniencing everybody with two scores, and now he wants to relive <laughs> the fucking glory days of, of, of Star Wars. Rob, give us your two scores and hurry up. It's my house, and I live here. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, so <laughs> the film fan, the, the film fan in me, I would give it a C because I think some mistakes that could have been rectified easily uh, were just kind of like brushed over. Uh, but then the Star Wars fan in me, Really, really liked it, um, and I'd give it a B, and I'd prefer this over the Force Awakens. So wait, hold up. So your two scores combined really are like a, a B minus, then? B minus, yeah. Somewhere between a B minus and a C plus. <laughs> if, if you want to be, if I, listen, when you gave your score, I didn't try to fuck up your score. I ain't fucking fuck up your score. score. I'm just yeah. trying to make. No, I just have to make your two seconds. No, 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 no. Now you, now you're doing Jedi mind trick shit. Just leave me have my two scores, man. <laughs> Made me have my two scores. <laughs> so awkward, man. Oh, my days. What, what, You're the kind of guy who oh. drive the car backwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I'll do, I'll do it fucking well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners. Well, um, thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, hopefully that has kind of clarified a few things for you. Um, if you've seen the movie already, then let us know, man. Um, you know, well, if you listen closely to the end of the trailer, uh, sorry, to the end of the episode, there's actually a little trailer at the end that I'm going to stick on that will tell you how you can get in touch with us. Um, but yeah, let us know what your thoughts were, because we're, we're keen to know. I mean, as said, there's there's a, a, definitely a diversity of opinion out there with regarding this film, and I would be intrigued to um, to hear from some different people to see, you know, what they liked and what they didn't like and, and, and so on. Um, if you're one of those who signed the petition, fuck off, though. Don't, don't bother. <laughs> don't, don't bother. Because I'll just get mad and it won't be pretty, it won't be pretty for you. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks a lot, as said, uh, for listening along with us. Um, we'll be back in a couple of days of our Christmas special episode. Um, and we'll have a few nice surprises for you on that as well. So um, do make sure you join us for that. Um, and yeah, that'll do it for us. So I'm going to say goodnight. Uh, Rich, say goodnight. Goodnight. And Alvin, say goodnight. Goodnight. And we're out of here, people. See you soon. If you like what you just heard, why don't you follow us online? You can find us on Twitter at WulongTalks.com, on Facebook at WulongTalks, and on Instagram at WulongTalks. We also have our blog, which we update uh, kind of regularly, and you can find us there at www.WulongTalks.com. If you have any ideas for topics or would like us to feature your geek-based products or business on our show, you can always get in touch with us via email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com.